And then there was Catch a Rising Star uh, and the comic strip. I remember seeing you at Catch a Rising Star, too. Belcher yeah. was the MC. Adrian yes. Tulsh was the MC on Monday nights for uh, open. And the shows, people don't realize. You know, I was telling someone last night I was out doing a set. The show started at 8 and went till 3 in the morning. And the audience. Yeah. Wide was, awake. Gee, I can't imagine back in 78, why was the crowd wide awake at 3 a.m. Yeah, in the I morning know, right? for some funny reason? And then it would shift, you know, like people would leave and other people would come in and it was pretty much always packed, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was the was the pre-boom was, they call the comedy boom when it went to TV. There yeah. was another boom before that. The live boom was just ahead of that. And no right. one really just says this was one separate boom of insane rock club. It was everyone that went to a rock club going over to another thing right. that kept them out of their homes. You know, that's when I started. And to watch you and to watch, you know, Larry David do a joke and then throw the mic on the ground. <laughs> I would always wait to see. When I was going, you're on after Larry, and you had to sit really right, close yeah, to yeah, the edge of the bar right, by yeah. the wooden thing there, because you hear yeah. the boom, 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 right, boom, right. Uh, drink, drink, drink the rest of the beer. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember. I'm I on. I've, I'm on. I've said this once. I met before, but I, these are the two <laughs> things I remember, and I'm like a 19, 20 year old kid, and I'm like watching. Like that boom was like graduate school for me, you know, because I, I would go on after everyone left. But I watched right. everyone like right. Ronnie Shakes. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was amazing. Um, But I remember that Larry used to get on stage. These are the two things. One time he got on stage and he said, um, <laughs> if if I at any point during my set uh, go into Spanish, speaking Spanish, may I use the familiar two form with you? <laughs> and we were fucking cracking up. And then I, I remember once he went on stage, grabbed the mic, looked at the audience, and went, nah, and left. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Bob Shaw used to host? Oh, I love Bob Shaw! Yes. Remember that? Yes. He did the wildest introductions everywhere. He yeah. would he would put these odd twists in your intro yeah oh th those were the fucking days and i mean i being the person who went on last most of the time getting to watch everyone work was and i knew i was funny because there'd be you know five people in the audience and the band would tell me i was funny and they had seen everything <laughs> yeah if the band said you were funny then you were funny you know, they had to because they had to sit through every motherfucking second yeah. of it. <laughs> Eddie Rabin and and they would have musicians go in. Guitar, yeah. Yes, Eddie. that's right. You know, remember and um, Pat Benatar was managed by Rick Newman and um, oh god, it was love you, Ricky. Yeah, uh, he's they, a great uh, guy. He's a great cat. A very menchy cat. How did you now you you were very close with Robin Williams and did a lot of stuff on stage with him doing riffs and stuff. How did that start? 
that started with my uh, having been introduced to him by Elaine. Oh. And then we talked about our mutual heroes through life, one of whom being Jonathan Winters. Jonathan Winters, yep. A mutual hero. And uh, uh, Peter Sellers. Ding, ding. Oh, ding, yeah, ding. Peter. Yeah, sorry. Uh, who, uh, and Charlie Chaplin. Uh, who were uh, heroes of the physical, and then Peter Sellers would be improvisational yes. in his acting parts. Yes. And, uh, of course, Jonathan, improvisational in everything. And right. so I, through all of this, and then through Dan Pasternak, I got to be friends with Jonathan. Right. And, um, you know, I know you say... All my that- heroes. It's interesting to have met almost all your heroes. I'm, I, I'm friends with John Cleese's daughter. I've met John and... Camilla Cloquise is a, uh, a fine comedian and actor. Right. You know, you say that you got your timing and words, your words from your mother, but you know, jazz and improv are so similar. And that's your father, that, that your ability to improv oh, yeah. like that. Now, there's two different categories. Yeah. One is mom actually being the influence through the way she did things. Right. And dad, the influence for how he laid them upon me with putting that needle down on that record. Right. Listen to this, man. And so he's being cool over here. Yeah. But he's laying me up on that shot to do all that other stuff right. by putting that on me there. Yeah. And, you know, it's an influence. It's an influence that he kind of knew he couldn't fully take advantage of. Right. You got the best of both worlds there. I lucked um, out some with them. You know, I'm sorry that their worlds took them where else that did because right. of the pains. And they, they they were not the sorts that do harm to others, but perhaps to themselves. Right. Yeah. Your father there was died. no real remedy for PTSD and right. being in France in World War Two and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Your father uh, served in World War Two. He died at 52. I mean, you were what? Hey, 18 pal, years what's old? the matter? You haven't. What's the matter, Mac? You having trouble sleeping? Oh, yeah. You got a little of the shell shock. Tell you what, go get yourself a martini, yeah. eat a dame, eat a steak, walk it off. Right. And every night have another martini. And every right. night after that, have another martini. It'll help you get to sleep, bub. Maybe smoke a cigarette. Relax. Right. And that's he died of cirrhosis of the liver. You were 18. I mean, that must have been. I mean, those are life changing experiences. You're a different person before that happens than you are. Yeah. After uh, dad was still around, he'd be 101, yeah. coming up on 102 years old, you know. And it's funny because the other Richard Overton was 100 and something like uh, 104, 105. Wow. So if he hadn't drank, maybe you, know, yeah. you don't know what else. <laughs> you yeah, don't you don't. I mean, corner. my father. These days in particular, but uh, I'd say he lived a long life really fast. Yeah. He got a lot packed into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My father would be 105. Well, I'm sure the two of them would hit it off. I bet my father. Oh, he loved music. I mean, he played the violin, oh, but they, whatever. They'd have been, they'd have yeah. been pals. Um, and he served in World War II, too. Um, OK. They might very well have been friends. Mm-hmm. My so, dad was known as this big guy who would fight against the racism, uh, racism and the anti-Semitism in the ranks. And Calvin Albert, the sculptor and artist, was uh, being uh, bullied by these other guys in the rank. And dad knocked a couple of them out. Good for him. I mean, and your grandmother. I mean, that's fucking you're from like royalty. 
I just put that in. I, I bet, there's, <laughs> I don't know I bet there's some Jew in there. Anyway, so. Gee, I, yeah, we, we were all working class people. Yeah. To one degree. The mom came out of a little more money at first, but by the time she was hooked up with dad, that's yeah. not the sort of person the family usually associates yeah, yeah. with. And right. certainly not his friends. Right. So I did come out of a waspy thing that way, too, and out of a weapons industry kind of. You know, very connected, but we are the boat people, the yacht. Right. Well, when I say boat, you mean yacht, of course. You mean we yeah. own the boat. Yes, yes, yes. Such that's a, how you get yeah. names like Dithy and all that. But then she wasn't going for that. She started yeah. pushing back. Mom's mom was pushing back against it. And mom took the cue and pushed back more. I love that. So we didn't we didn't inherit all of that money. But uh, I think what they inherited instead is a, a sense of self. Right. That might be worth more. Right. And look what look at the offspring. I mean, look Boing. at that. One. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people know you. You've been in so many movies. You're you have an incredible acting career. I mean, you are the consummate comedian who was an actor. But you also wrote, and you wrote for the Dennis Miller Show. You won an Emmy, and what the fuck happened there? That's what I'm dying. What happened to him? <laughs> He said after 9-11, that shook yeah. him very deeply and uh, that he uh, it, it, it strengthened a, a sense of where he thought the inadequacies in the country were. And it made him go right to where he saw he thought the compensation was for that. Right. And so he, that uh, he is and he stated so publicly, he is dramatically shifted, shaken and traumatized by 9-11. Right. And, and that still. his philosophies went back and he was he always had a little bit of it, even in his swipes at the the larger structures of things. He always right. had a sort of right wing bent at times. And some would say that's a sense of fairness and balance to a larger market. And, you know, I guess you could defend it on that level. But my material was more kind of pushing left. And so was right. Feldman and Leah yeah. and those other guys. And there are other ones that would give you, you know, just give you right down the middle. Great, strong, unbelievably solid stuff for that. Right. But my brain wrote sort of, I, I, you know, write what you know. It also is write what you believe. Right. My brain writes what I believe. And uh, so the material started to become less and less of a, what was being taken, you know. Right. And, and by the time it was over and we had uh, lost the Emmy to... The uh, which we didn't think was really like, how do you put us up against a comedy special? Right. That's not why. What is with these categories? I know, that you it's do beyond that, you know, ridiculous. it's they're mixing yeah. too many things in there to choose from. It's not so. Yeah. And then things started really then. Then we're going to go further. Right. And there was less of a place, for me, uh, you know, but we're still friends. I still right. care. I care about them. And, you know, I don't I don't know what else to say. I, I'm it's just sorry so weird that, because, uh, yeah, you know? it's not like when I was a kid where no one you, like you were on the opposite side. No one cared. It wasn't that much different. I mean, it was different. It was very different, but it wasn't like, OK, you're at it. I mean, the GOP is out of their like anyone who supports. That motherfucker, there's some I mean. There's something wrong with it. I mean, he's a liar. He's a. Cheat, he, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just mind boggling. I would say, I would say that's half the problem right there. Right. Hey, everyone, you know, 
one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Robin Williams, you you worked with him. You were friends with him. That must have been a really fucking awful shock to you. It was... uh... Yes, I, I now I had known that there were things wrong. Bobcat had been saying so. Right. He's having some trouble. And that's right. he's, he was also being very diplomatic about how he was putting it. He was saying, it's just, I, there's some issues, there's some trouble going on. And I hope everything's going to be okay. And uh, I didn't know, and maybe I didn't want to know the full right. exponent of that statement because you know where that's headed. Right. And I didn't want to go there yet. I didn't yeah. want to add uh, energy to that. And so uh, that's where it went. He was leaving us. And, right. uh, and Louis, we didn't know enough about Louis's body dementia at the time. But the studies have subsequent to his passing gone into greater detail. And maybe right. there'll be some benefit to this horrific right. death by other people being able. And we don't know what to do to catch it and stop it quite yet. but. Uh, maybe you have to start by asking the right question to get the right answer. Right. Your career is so uh, diverse and you have worked with some of the, you know, legends, 
I would also consider you a legend. Uh, Was there any series of things that you thought, like you pinched yourself, like, oh my God, or you thought this is it? Did you have any sort of experiences like that? I thought Willow was one of those. Yeah. We weren't sure where the movie itself would go, but it sure looked like fun. Right. You know, it, uh, and I'd learned just enough to know you don't put all your hope eggs in any single basket, right. but that you do your best and it's right about time to look for the next gig as soon as you've wrapped. That's uh, a very your- important. I learned that very quickly. You know, like you can't live like I did this, three, you know, two years ago or what, you know. Where's my net? You can't, you cannot sit on your lawn. You gotta fucking recreate and reinvent and recreate and reinvent. It's so. It never think, stops. Yeah. It should never stop. It should be right. like uh, Dick Van Dyke or yep. Mel Brooks. Uh, <laughs> that. Uh, I love when you go. <laughs> that you would have the uh, the drive to completely abandon society's rules for what should be right. happening to you right now. No, right. I'm sorry. My, my, uh, my desires override your rules. Right. Right. Was there anything anyone ever said to you that you were like, that, that, that changed you or, or any sort of, or changed your attitude or taught you like, I mean, look at Jonathan Winters. I mean, if you don't know Jonathan Winters, if anyone's listening, you have to go watch Jonathan Winters. Oh, yes. Now. Look at the stick. The stick. That's the on stick. the I think it's on the Park Show. And right. uh, or or no, it's a, but it is the Tonight Show. Right. And he's on uh, le- late night and they just offer him a stick. And just go, Jonathan. Right. And that was a kind of an act of faith back in the early days of TV. Oh, yeah. But they knew it not when it, it's not an act of faith when it's Jonathan. Right. You don't have to screen it. It's going to get laughs. It's going to be good. And, uh, 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 oh, by the way, I got on my, my podcast overview. I got Jonathan's last interview. No fucking way. I got to listen. I, I didn't know that was the case. Right. I just thought this is interview one and we're going to have some more fun and I'll get back soon. And, but he was battling with his illnesses and his diabetes and, uh, and it was the last one, but it's a long interview and he also has absolute 100% clarity. Right. He is 100% clear in this, in this interview and wise and laying some heavy stuff down as well as the funny. Right. But it goes everywhere. He talks about his childhood and the abuses he was put yeah. through and the lovelessness that made him create these characters. It's just spectacular. Oh, so, I got to listen to that. That's I want you name. to listen to it. I think I'm going to hike it. to that podcast. Yeah. 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 It's called overview. Yeah, Jonathan was a huge influence on me, even in his acting. He proved you can do both, and he right. showed up in a lot of great stuff, you know? What was your favorite? Well, I, I guess you have a lot of favorites, but did you ever think, like, oh, I'm a comedian? I, I mean, I, I do a lot of different things, too. Did you ever think, because uh, I have always thought, oh, if I had done this, then I could have gone in this path. And if I had mm-hmm. stayed doing that, I could have done, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. often think I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I probably opened my big mouth and I've pushed my politics in certain places where I know. And look, have you ever seen my 1991 HBO special? 
you see I'm talking about it's a much bigger issue than the the right wing and the left wing. We are force fed like baby birds and that it's uh, the corruption is much bigger and deeper than all of that. Right. And that special at the time, people were all telling me it was really funny. And late night doors slammed in my face after that. And without late night at that time, you don't have a road career. Yes. And so that you can see it in on H on YouTube broken up into five segments. And it is uh, my special. You can see all the buttons I pushed with that special. Right. And I think I changed the course of my career with that special. I wouldn't have done it any other way, but I just. I was surprised to see how many things started to oh, I thought I I was a loose cannon or something, you know? Right. Oh, please. That's my whole, oh, she's loud. She's, uh, and then when I came out, it was like, okay, no, you can't. I'm like, don't tell tell me what I can and cannot talk about, you know? And what year was that? When were they saying this to you, by the way? 96. Don't come out. 96. 96. And 96, they didn't know any better by 96. Yeah. They didn't know better in the 1990s. Right. Mid-90s. It was like, no, don't talk about that. Don't talk. And I'm like, I, no, I'm going to talk about my life. And it's so funny because then you look at what you did in 91. And then you look now how you would be a fucking hero. Right? I think they would pay more attention. Right. They were paying attention, by the way, in Chicago when I did it, they were right. they're all listening and applauding. Right. And maybe someone didn't like how much that they were. Right. But uh, and they've certainly shown their hand because they play poker with the hand facing outward now. Right. So exactly. fucking obvious. I think things are coming to a head. It might not all go through the same channels anymore. My new comedy special is on comedy dynamics. Yeah. Your new comedy special, by the way is incredible. So, you know, there's this show called set list that I was never asked to do. Oh, Um, Judy, we have to fix that. uh So, uh, your new special is set list, which if anyone has not seen this, it's, and I, you know, I was watching and I'm like the genius in the way you do the set list. What, What happens is there's a screen and something will come up like raisin bran or something. And yeah, but it's not even raisin bran. Right, it's, it's raisin right. grain or something right, like that. Right. They, they mix, they switch a letter. Now you got to right. explain the more complicated one. You're such a genius at it because instead of looking and then reacting, you set up. You do sort of like a, you're like you know if if you were a conductor, it would be like you do a downbeat and then turn. You know what I, I try mean? to get myself into more trouble because yeah. I now I have to get out of that. Right. I try to dig a deeper ditch because it's pretty I think it's pretty funny watching me flop around in the mud trying it's, to get out of a ditch. <laughs> right. But that yeah. <laughs> But that is jazz. That is jazz yeah. too. Like that's verbal, so verbal, like I'm theatrical intru- jazz. Yeah, I'm gonna introduce a theme here. And I watched that and I was like, fuck. I can't believe I have never fucking I would love to do something like you that. You have to fix that. And uh, we're gonna work, I'm gonna insist. On a way to do it. this back in New York. I'm going to talk to the guys and see if someone can't be a New York host for that. Yeah. And I, you can't do it because then you can't do it if you're the host. Oh, well, I could come to L.A., Rick. You know, I do. Uh, there's these things called airplanes. 
Yes, come on out. Come on out and do it. Yeah, I love it. And I love Green Room. Green Room. Wasn't that innovative? I never fucking did it. Goddamn Paul Provenza. But that was great, too. (laughs) Wasn't it? Yeah, it was very yeah. innovative coming in mid conversation like that. But it influenced lots of things subsequently. Right. It? It's, it, I mean, plus tough crowd. I loved tough crowd. I used to do that all the time with Colin Quinn. You know, that was also another very intimate. It was intimate and it was real and shit would go down. Right. I couldn't believe how many times right. it would get mixed up on the show. And I think when they forcing that for interesting no. views. No, I think these guys are really fighting. I know comics. Yeah. This is a real fight. <laughs> well, we used to, I used to get in fights with Patrice and, uh, yes. you know, <laughs> but then it was like, you're done and you're just fucking <laughs> hugging each other. I mean, it, it really is, you know, yeah. There's something about comics and the way we interact that's so real and fascinating because we don't have edit buttons. That's the thing. We don't have edit buttons. That's why we're funny. Yeah. And right. yeah. So your new special, it's just great. And it's, you know, people don't realize that I was watching it and I was thinking so many people get on stage and they'll try out new material and be, you know, like I forgot who I was talking to who said that Ronnie Shakes used to go up on stage. It was Wayne Fetterman. And he'd go on stage with a pad and he'd have a premise and he'd, tr- he'd try out each punchline. He'd cross it out if it didn't work. And then he'd try the next punchline, you know. And here you are. Here, talk about that. Here, talk about that. It, it, it's and you cannot take a fucking it's the focus. You, you can't say, oh, that guy has a green shirt on in your head because that'll be the end of it, you know. You can't stop for anything your conscious mind is right. whispering to you at the time. You have to stay in your subconscious because your subconscious is DSL. Right. Your conscious mind is dial-up. Right. It will never, ever, ever keep up. It right. wasn't designed to. It's a memory device. It's going back through files to look for every word because one is backwards. So left brain is goes backwards. Right. That's memory. Goes Memory right. goes backwards. Right. But right brain goes forwards to imagination. The left brain doesn't know it's not in charge because it recorded right. everything. It must be the one that came up with it. Yeah. It doesn't know its job. It wasn't meant to save you at any moment, except when your unconscious mind reaches at the speed of light to assemble sentences. It's a servant to the other side. You know, it's so funny because when I'm on stage and I'm trying something new or and then it like comes up forward, you know, like and it's like, yeah, I can't if. That for a comic is like, I'm like, yes, you know, it's so if you just let it trust, trust, trust. allow, because it's smarter than you. It's smarter than me. It's teaching us. Right. And our conscious mind reluctantly kicking and screaming and bragging gets to be educated in the process, especially if we start taking command and telling it. No, no, you you stay out of this for an hour now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have you back as soon as I'm in the car. You know I love my Liquid IV, that I drink Liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. 
It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! Rick, that commercial with the kid and the... Uh, hammer. The yeah, hammer. is the, the fucking hammer. funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. What? And, you know, my performance was much bigger when they were, were trying it. Right. Son, pick up the hammer. He won't, he won't pick it up. Why won't you pick up the hammer, son? Uh, come on, man. Pick up the hammer. No, yeah. Down, down, down. Pick up yeah. the hammer. No, no, down, down, down. Pick up that. No, no. Just look at me. Look at me. Just say it. Pick up the hammer. That's it. That again. Pick up. Pick <laughs> it's up. so good. It's oh, so good. and I was, you know, and, you're, and the comedian's going, is that funny? Is that going to work? Right. Trust. Yeah, when you see it in this setting, you yeah. got to know the setting to right. know where small is giant. Right. What do you still have on the agenda for yourself that you... More setless specials. That was the one thing you can do. I don't, I, right. I don't have to work a year. Right. To build up my next roll of material. Right. Boom, 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 baby. I can just keep going. It's like doing tomorrow night. You got a set list. Oh, and a Saturday you got one too. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Do you take any of that material and use it? You know, if you were going to do. Yeah. Right. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. On occasion it's happened yeah. because the, some, some parts of it are just a treat for us. Because right. it's the first time we're hearing this too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I think what you were talking about a moment ago when you yeah. did this thing and you blew your own mind. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's that same place. The best. It's, it's just used in one is used in this game and the other is used on your own set. You made your right. own game out of it. Right. There's ways to do it without that. It's just 
that's kind of like you really get an extra something because they're these weird words you have to right. put together and make an explanation. But it's all fun. The more trouble you get yourself into in the beginning, the more fun you have getting out. Yeah. And as a comic watching it, I'm like, oh, I fucking say this or, oh, you know. Oh, like we all do cir- that. We all, yeah, the circumcision one. I was like, you know, the Cirque de Circumcision. Cirque de Circumcision. Yeah, 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 I love that. What, what, was, what did you have? What do you have? Get I was it. just yeah. thinking, you know, I, what juggle, would you have gone? I juggle foreskin in the air, you know. <laughs> I was just like, yep. Uh, so oh, you'd be great at this game. Oh, you would, it. you know, I know it. it and uh, it's going to start up. I, I, right, it's, it, it, it can't go away forever. I just got the we have to wrap up thing, even though I could. Oh, talk no. to you. I know Ooh. I could talk to you for fuck. We could do a cross country drive. Me and That's you. That's right, would baby. Be, that would be a TV special. But we need a big fucking car because I have long legs, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, my son who just came in, he's six, eight. So get um, on out of here. Well, that's fun. I thought I had fun buying jeans. Yeah, no, it's the and he's a sixteen shoe, which is the fucking. I trip over his fucking shoes all the time. It's so annoying. Anyway, before I wrap it up, because she's sending me wrap wrap it up. Oh, what the fuck it? What happened to your lip? A dog bit your lip off? Yeah, yeah. I was at a friend's house. They'd rescued a Dalmatian, and uh, I didn't realize this indented part on the sofa that I was sitting on. That's the sleeping spot. That's why it's a oh. dent. I didn't, I didn't understand that. And uh, it kept going, pushing my, pushing no me with his said, nose. No one said. They were out of the room. They were out of the oh. room. I was alone. And I went, hey, buddy. Hey, do, 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 do. And I pushed him on top of his head, but evidently he was abused. Oh. And uh, so he went, and just bit me in the face. And uh, so I lost an inch in my mouth. Everything's pulled off to the right. So I keep the facial fuzz. You can't really tell if you look at it, right? No, you but can't my tell. Friend with the mustache. Like, I got the Stacy Keach now. It's off to one side. Wow. And, uh, hey, look, everybody. We what all if your friends, your friends must have fucking been freaking out. It felt pretty bad, you know. And what happened with the dog? I hope nothing. They, uh, they it wasn't the first time. Oh. All right. It was a city decision after that. Yeah. Ugh, terrible. Um, I didn't want any of it. I didn't didn't yeah. want this, didn't want that. But, yeah. you know, it makes you find out what else you can still do. Right. Who else it, still needs me? Well, I can still I can still act. Right afterwards, I got, right. you know, the, the informant. And uh, I got uh, some more shows. I got chaos yeah. and things like that. And so it, it, it I yeah, was working, I'm you know, leverage. Yeah, but I can't grow a fucking mustache, Rick. OK, I can't. I mean, I probably could actually at this point. Right, but you didn't lose any part of that. Lip. I know. I'm saying if it happened to me. God oh forbid. well, then poo, I poo, say poo, go poo, with poo, the mustache. Poo. Okay. Paste the mustache, big curly thing like that. Um, do you still audition? Like, do you have to go on tape, or do you have to, or are they like Rick? Do you want to oh, do yeah. this? Yeah, yeah I was just auditioning I for. I was just auditioning for Hunters. Really? You know, the, the show on Amazon Hunters. Yeah. And the right age, I could be the person. Why oh, just the. Uh, I'm just a local shoemaker. I I don't remember anything about the war. <laughs> Last season, it would have been Pacino or right, something right. like that. But, you know, I don't know. It's a, so I tried out a couple of times. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, we're saying, but I'm still going up for stuff. I go over to my manager, Bruce's uh, I office. I love Bruce Smith. <laughs> Bruce Smith, and I love him. Tell him I yes, said hi. I love him. I will absolutely tell him. And so uh, and he puts you on there. tape? 
Yeah, he reads with me and then we send it on in, you know. He's a real so, manager. He's one of the old time real managers that uh yeah, yeah, yeah manages. He manages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Keeps that. My yeah. yeah, yeah, guides. So, so, okay, here's the two questions I always ask my guests. Number one, we're very pro mental health. You know, I, you know, I suffer from, you know, depression, anxiety, I'm on meds, I, you know, whatever. So, what do you do for your mental health? I do, well, I used to do Krav Maga and uh, through uh, Master Michael Burton. Right. Oh, yeah. I love him. And then they closed. And mm-hmm. so I practice on my own and I do some Wing Chun Kung Fu right. invented, by a, invented by a woman 400 right. years ago. And uh, I meditate. Yeah, me too. And I hike. Yeah. And something about putting one foot in front of the other gets your thoughts in a line. Yes. It makes you see what's going on around you and right. your senses wake up and they remind your brain not to go down that rabbit hole too far. Yeah, that's right. You got to force. So yourself physical too. activity. Yeah, you know, I mean, same. I'm, I'm keeping my weight down. I'm not going to be I don't want to have pandemic weight. So I realized right. I got to and I'm cooking for myself. I'm not eating giant guilty portions that I think my depression parents would want right. to see me finish. Uh, I'm making the size I would eat. if It was just me. And it, so I, I love I'm cooking. feeling better. That I pandemic, I know. And I love You're, planning it out. Okay, I'm going to do yeah. this first. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Such, yeah. yeah. yeah that's best. To me, that's like zen. Yeah, exactly. Fixing so, a meal is zen for me. I'm very happy. I'm a, I, don't, I don't know if the word is foodie. I don't know what it is. Right. But, I'm the uh, same way now. I used to be like, oh, fuck. Because I, I was on the road all the time. It was like, hi, right. can I get a turkey club? And a, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, now I'm like, okay, what am I going to make? And I set a certain amount of hour and I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to marinate that. And then I'm gonna, and it's like so fun. And I have a thing, a goal. Don't you love how much better your version is? Yes. Yes. And you know what's in it. It's so great. I know, I know everything. I got all yeah. the ingredients and I feel like I'm kind of the master chef. Tonight. Right. Okay. Yeah. Second question, you know, I call okay. the podcast Kill Me Now, which I'm going to have to fucking change because now Brandeis came out with a list of phrases and one of them that you can't say, one of them is I'm going to kill myself and kill me now. So fuck them. Anyway. Oh, what's the new title going to be? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It's Judy's it's show. show. It's Judy's <laughs> show. Yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> um, so the reason I call Kill Me Now is because I get aggravated every, every five minutes. I'm like, Oh my God, kill me now. I can't take anymore. What pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? Like, Oh, I don't so know. When, mad. when I'm driving under underpasses and these are people that could absolutely have been not only family, neighbors, uh, friends that, uh, the billionaire club goes, Hey, everybody. Operation So Long Suckers is go. Oh, We're yeah. going to go into outer space with billions of dollars while we go. <laughs> piss, <laughs> piss, <laughs> piss, <laughs> champagne, yeah. mylar, squish. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. People like laying in the middle of the street and I'm going to go to space for three minutes. Yeah. Look, they all look like ants from down there. <laughs> Yeah, right. That yeah. money, how they could have been lauded as heroes, right, into perpetuity, right, had they taken that launch, which was inevitable in the future anyway, right. And this money instead went to solve this problem, right. They would be statues, right. And all the mean jokes about them would go away, 
Right. But they they are treating this like they know they are fucked because this place is and they are starting to yeah, make plans exactly. to be in That's orbit right. by the time it goes bad. Right. I totally agree. It's so fucking infuriating. You know, you see these people. I know I can't. So we agree on that one. That is. Oh, please. I'm just high tech. Fancy schools, talk bullshit. Schools, food, water. Yeah, water system in, in, yeah. in Michigan. Well, that would be nice. Uh, you yeah. could fix it in a moment. You could take away student debt. You could take away servitude on that level. Uh, this gig economy just, is yeah. a thing of necessity. It wasn't a first choice. Right. Fuck. It makes me fucking mad. It makes me it mad. It raises too. my Scottish anger. Oh, the Highlander comes out of me when times like this present <laughs> themselves. Fucking assholes. Fucking arseholes. Uh, Rick. I can't thank you enough. I oh, this is so much fun. I love you. Oh, I adore you. I love, love you your life. I love your whole history. You're just a fucking gem. You are too, my darling. We've what? been best of friends. We've been family mm-hmm. since the moment we met. Yes. And I'm very honored to be in yours. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for sharing the word about my special. Oh, I can't uh, watch it, bit motherfuckers. And listen <laughs> to Jonathan Winters on Overview. Yes. Where can learn everyone where- find you? Are you on the Twitter and the Instagram? Yes, uh, uh, either Amerilad or at uh, Rick Overton on Twitter. Okay, all right. You're the best. Thank you, Rick. You're the best. Love you. Thank Love you, you, Judy, so much. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Rick Overton, one of the greatest actors, performers, I mean, I've ever encountered. I I just love this guy and his whole life. I mean, isn't he fascinating? He's just fascinating. I hope you enjoyed my uh, interview with Rick. Oh, I want to thank the, you know, the people who work on the podcast. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast and my life would not be possible without the one and only Brittany Jo Sowards. If you are listening and you're not a subscriber, (laughs) I want to kill you. So please subscribe. Please give me five stars only. Five stars and then tell everyone about it because, you know, it helps other people find the podcast and then I can keep doing it because God only knows I make no money from this. Also, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Or if you're going on a trip, you know, because it is August. You might want to get the audiobook, which was featured in the New York Times book review, but it doesn't matter because my parents are dead. So you can find all of the stuff at my website, judygold.com. You can find out where I'm performing, which I, I'm in Provincetown. I am going to, in September, I'll be in Minneapolis. I have other gigs coming up, but I can't remember them because I'm menopausal. Also, you need to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D because I'm Jewish. I don't know if you knew that because I try to hide it. And um, that's it. I will do my vaccination speech right now. If you're not vaccinated, go fuck yourself. That That's my vaccination speech. Unless you have an autoimmune problem and you're not allowed to get vaccinated. Otherwise, please go fuck yourself. Go Actually, go fuck yourself with the COVID virus. How's that? And uh, everyone else, please stay safe. Please enjoy, you know, your families and the whatever we have left of this summer okay because god knows what's ahead you no one knows and if you're still listening to me talking i can't tell you how much i love you for listening to the very end because we have a little special time together here at the end the people who stay on you know what i'm saying and i i appreciate it 
And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Thank you.